you're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Hello and welcome into the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Matt Yazenbach, joined by Cliff Gill and Dan DeCenza. Everyone's in the room today. How are you guys feeling? It's October 6th. Another day. Feeling good, feeling good through week four. Um, one of the leagues, four and oh. Other one, I'm struggling midway in the pack, but it's getting intense. I love it. I just can't believe it's going to be week five already. We wait all off season to the season to start. We're all hype, ready to go, and before you know it, it's week five. It's moving quick. A chunk of the season's out the way, and Cliff, that one league you're struggling in, is that due to injuries, or the team is not good, or what's going on? <laughs> I mean, eight injuries, probably, so I'm going to blame <laughs> it on the injuries. McCaffrey, Mostert, JK, just keep going down the yeah. list. Guys, before we get into it, don't forget to follow the Twitter, at Podcast where we can help with trade questions, start sick questions, um, anything like that, anything fancy related we're here for. But we got a full show today, so let's go ahead and jump into the news. A um, couple injuries more than anything, but David Montgomery out at least four to five weeks, according to ESPN. At least it wasn't a torn ACL, though, so good news there. It looked bad when it happened, mm-hmm. and I thought he was going to be done for the season. I guess four to five weeks is definitely not as bad, but it is still bad if you own Montgomery. Heck, yeah, you sent that in the group message, and I knew when you said that. I was like, dang, he must ACL. And I was at a wedding, so I never saw most of the things that happened. Yeah, who goes to a wedding on football Sunday? If you ever had a wedding on Sunday and invite me during football season, it's a 50-50 chance. Who I has a do. wedding on football Sunday? That's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Zach, t- but we'll talk more about that situation later with the Bears backfield. What, the wedding on Sunday situation? <laughs> no, no, that one's no. over. All right. Zach Taylor, head coach for the Bengals, said Joe Mixon is day-to-day rather than week-to-week. So we could see Mixon this week. I would say he's not. I say that at least one week. Yeah, Yeah, he was week-to-week half of the games last year, and he didn't play not one of them. Yeah, (laughs) they changed it just like they did this year, week-to-week and then day-to-day. And then, yeah, he didn't play for like five weeks. So, yeah, I'm expecting him to be out this week. Talk about that later as well. Uh, Gronkowski expected to miss another week, but expected to be back week six. I don't know how you puncture a lung and come back that quickly, but because it's Gronk, I, I guess. I don't think I, they're gonna rush him. He, yeah, they're gonna make sure he's ready for the playoffs. He, he might slow his roll for the next half of the season or whatever. Prime, prime young Gronk probably is playing this week though. He might not have ever went out. <laughs> they would not have known the injury. Um, Antonio Gibson, possible rib injury. Um, we just have to monitor this week to see his practice days. Logan Thomas is week to week, so probably expect to see him out this week. Um, Will Fuller is already ruled out with a broken finger, and the Dolphins just traded Jakeem Grant. So um, Waddle, Gusecki, um, those guys are pretty interesting to me moving forward, especially for next week. Kasaki's definitely coming around. He's mm-hmm. starting to show it. Yep, he's getting the targets with uh, Jacoby. We told y'all it was going to happen. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo with the con- contusion, so he's not ruled out yet. Again, just need to see the practice logs and when they're practicing. Um, George Kittle also day-to-day, and Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is day-to-day as well. That's about it, so no really good news on there. <laughs> but um, we're going to have our takeaways from week four. Dan. Kick us off, man. What what did what popped out to you week four? All right, so really, the, this is going back the last couple of games, but Dak has thrown for less than 240 yards in three straight games. Dallas has won every one of them. So are they just a better team when they run the ball and Dak's not chucking around 50 times a game? I mean, it, it helps keep their defense off the field, which was really bad last year. I do think that defense is much better this year. That's Diggs what I'm saying. Is, yeah, Diggs is just balling out. Uh, I, th- I think because their defense is so much better, he doesn't have to throw exactly. the ball 50 yeah, times a game. That's true. I think they're helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting stat. What QB has the record for the most rushing touchdowns for the first four games of their season? I, off the top of my head, I want to say Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has set the record. Me off this week. <laughs> Five rushing touchdowns in four games. That's more than Lamar Jackson. That's that's the NFL record. Never happened before. Wow. wow. It's pretty interesting. All right. And then, you know, the last thing, you know, who is the best team in the NFL? 
all last week we thought it was the Rams. Now everyone thinks it's the Cardinals. We really just don't know. Mm-hmm. Last Tampa Bay started out seven and five last year. They get hot at the end of the year and win the Super Bowl. It really matters who gets hot at the end of the year, not who's hot now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cliff, you yeah. want to kick us off? I'll yeah, go last. Sure. Yeah, I got a couple things. Mine, first off, would be the Eagles running back situation. That is going to be a headache all season long, it looks like. Um, they're pretty much Gainwell and Sanders are splitting 50-50, and they're just taking from each other. So that's becoming a headache. I, I think Gainwell has looked better. He definitely did yeah. last week, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill, you, that's why you go and draft him, <laughs> top three wide receiver, and don't hesitate it. Yep. I think he's definitely the player with the most upside in the whole fantasy, him or Derrick Henry, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you don't have Najee Harris and maybe Deontay uh, Johnson, you're not starting a single player on that stell offense. So I agree. Juju and Claypool owners, I don't think that's a safe start anymore. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Arizona, last undefeated team. Yep, made um, the real deal. I yeah, I before I move on, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Cardinals are for real. I mean, their defense is, eh, but they're putting up over 400 yards a game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I like the Cardinals. Not to brag or anything, but they were my Super Bowl pick. This year. <laughs> um, but yeah, Buffalo, with, Arizona. With Najee and Deontay, uh, there I also forgotten the news. Mike Tomlin said Big Ben has a hip injury, so. I don't know if he'll be playing this week. I think uh, with Ben, I'd feel more comfortable starting those two, but I think with Dwayne Haskins, they have a better chance to win the game. Is Dwayne Haskins even a number two? Yeah. I, I think Rudolph I might I think start it's it. Rudolph. I no way. Too. Haskins yeah. doesn't dress out. Mm, Rudolph's yeah. number two on the depth chart, yeah. so I can't imagine he's not right, going to well, start. Well, maybe even Rudolph. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not saying it matters that much. No, but. it doesn't matter. Najee Harris, I think you got to start him. But, yeah, yeah, Ben doesn't play. I don't even think I'm starting Johnson. Yeah, fair enough. All right, um, I'm going to go. Uh, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, Trey Lance had a whole half to himself. In some leagues, he scored 28 points in one half. It's just nice to see that his upside is going to be there. For upcoming years, I know it's one game. I know it is. I'm not trying to, as Dan would say, I should probably pump the brakes right now. But <laughs> you love to see 30 points in one half by QB. I mean, he did look up and down a little bit. But if if Jimmy's out this week, and I, I just, I don't know. I can't see him taking a job after Jimmy Garoppolo is winning these games. What do you guys think? Like, if Trey Lance comes out and balls out this week, say Jimmy's out. I mean, what do you think happens? Jimmy's I think thrown going, to the curb? I think they're going back to Jimmy. He, well, that's what the coach is making it yeah. seem like, so I guess I'm going to believe the coach now, on he, this one. He did have a lot of points, but let's not forget, there was a busted coverage where Debo was mm-hmm. open 75 yards, yep. no one within 40 yards of him. So, you know, I mean, that was a big chunk of his points. I'm not down on him. I mean, he, he looked good, so yeah. just got to put it in perspective. Okay. Um, Cordell Patterson. Cordero Patterson. He is an every week start. He's not a running back one, uh, but he's a running back two and a nice flex option. Don't keep him out your lineup. And I'd rather keep him in my lineup and have a bad game than bench him and then him have another good game. So put him in your lineup. Also on that situation, um, if you can, because of what he's doing, I would try to get him another piece, upgrade to a running back, uh, maybe like a Zeke or someone in that tier where he you know, you can just upgrade because he's number two running back in half-point um, leagues right now. So if you can make that trade, make that trade. Um, and then last but not least, after Damian Harris had 23 touches and 16 touches um, in the first two weeks, he's had six and four, um, week three and four. Um, he does play the Texans and the Jets the next two weeks, so I do want to see where the offense goes, but I want to see where the ball goes and the running backs. Not only did he have 10 touches the last two games, they, they were for 10 ca- uh, ten yards, mm-hmm. averaging one yard a carry. So mm-hmm. I will really, especially against the Texans, I really want to see how that backfield yeah. plays out. We're, I'm going to talk about him later. We will. All right, well, that's it for the takeaways. we got a new segment here, and this is actually um, mentioned by Hayden query so appreciate um the suggestion but he kind of wanted us to go through guys that we think could are trending in the the right direction and trending in the wrong direction um so i'll go ahead and start us off i got jameson crowder he was my stash a couple weeks ago but jumped in week one not week one but this week first week back he had nine targets 61 yards uh, touchdown he had 32 percent of the target share which is incredible you love to see it 
Um, Braxton, Braxton Barrios is on the sideline again. Told you all that would happen, but I definitely see this as an ongoing trend as the season moves forward. Yeah, especially in PPR leagues. Yeah, especially yeah. especially yeah. PPR. If he's in your waiver wire in a PPR league, go get him. Yeah, he's going to change the whole offense, too. You've mm-hmm. seen it. It made it a little easier for Wilson. He doesn't just have to look at Corey Davis now. Right. He has two guys getting open. Yep. Mm-hmm. My guy is James Robinson, and he is clearly trending up. I mean, he had a slow start. Everyone, we were, He was on our panic or not, I think. Yeah, and, he was. But, I mean, the back uh, two past games, he's got 19 and I think 26 touches. So they've increased the touches a ton. I'm pretty sure Carlos Hyde was a healthy scratch last week. He wasn't injured. I'm pretty sure he was just a healthy scratch. Okay. So they gave him the backfield, and I mean he's putting up big numbers now. He's been, I think he's been top ten at seven and nine or seven and eleven on the past two weeks. So feel good. Your first, if you drafted him as your number one running back, it's not over. I think he's going to do just fine. All right. Yeah, I agree. I think he's on the trending up too. So I yep. like that. Agree with that one. Mine's going to be Saquon Barkley. Mm. I like that. Averaging 23 points over the last two games. He's got three touchdowns in that span. And, you know, like in the, the week two game, uh, right before the Washington game, we said to sit him. But we then we also said they'll have a long rest after that. Put him in. He'll be fine. We were right. And it's going to continue. I don't you Heck like yeah. being right sometimes? Well, let's go to the downside of things. Guys that are trending down, not doing so great. I got Allen Robinson. Um, he's been out-snapped, out-targeted. He has less yards, less touchdowns than Darnell Mooney. Uh, I see Mooney as the number one receiver on this team right now. I know it's four weeks, but I just think it's a new era. I do. I actually went to Josh today in, in our Dynasty League, tried to buy Allen Robinson super low. He, I said, what do you want for uh, uh, Allen Robinson? He's like, don't come over here trying to buy him low on me. He said, he's not for trade. <laughs> oh, so, he, he must listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I think if you are in a dynasty league, it's a super good uh, trade target because he's on a contract here. He could be on a new team next year. I do think he'll have some good games this year. I'm not completely ruling him out, but I just don't think he's the Robinson of the past. He's definitely not. Mm-hmm. This offense is pretty stale. And like you said, he's just not involved enough. Yeah. And a huge disappointment for he was drafted. I hope he goes to a good team next year because he still has a lot of talent. So We'll have to see if uh, Montgomery being out changes the game that plan could. a little bit. Yeah. My guy's obviously a definitely borderline drop at this point unless there's an injury. Tyce, Tyson Williams, he had a good couple first games, looked like to be the number one back. He was doing good. Think a fumble or two may may have got him out of the starting spot, but Latavius has the spot, and then Le'Veon's getting added to the depth tra- or their active roster, so it's not a good situation. I think Williams is almost droppable unless there's an injury. He was a healthy scratch last week. They had all three veterans in. Uh, man, if he's a healthy scratch this Sunday, I would drop him. I would wait till Sunday. Yeah, I wouldn't I, drop him. I agree with that. And how far has he fallen? Before week one or right around week one, he was at the big waiver wire pickup. Everyone was super hype about on him. Mm-hmm. A month later, everyone's out he, on him. He was, Cliff, when you weren't here, but he was on our Panic or Not segment. Dan was panicked for sure. But I said, let's, let's wait one more week. Wasn't even a scratch. So I think, yeah, he's almost droppable. Yeah, I agree with that. De- definitely wait till see what happens this Sunday. Though. I agree. Uh, mine is uh, Miles Gaskin. Um, definite committee there. The offense is really stale. He only had two carries last week. Just not getting any volume whatsoever. And to me, I mean, you just cannot start this guy right now. And not, I'm not going to say to drop him because, you know, you want to you wanna hold on to as many running backs as possible. But he is nowhere near a start for me. I mean, not even a fill-in. I'm looking for somebody else. I actually just asked you before the show. I have the problem with Gaskin and James Conner. James Conner. I, yeah. I put him in earlier today. I just want to see your opinion. But, yeah, I, I put yeah. in Conner over him. So I'm not super high on Conner. I'm just that no, down on yeah, Gaskin. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's at the point. I, it's going to be more of a t- touchdown-dependent player for or nothing. me. But, I mean, yeah. Gaskin, I think, like we said with the receivers – um, they're going to be better with uh, is it Brisket Brissett at yeah. the Dolphins, but I think Gaskin is not yeah. nowhere close. He got he got out touched by Malcolm Brown and uh, that uh, sub Salvin, yes, yeah, yeah, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Yeah, he got out touched by both of them. Yeah, it's sad to see. 
But guys, you got to I mean, you you got to move on sometimes and sometimes I know it's hard when you believe in someone super high at the beginning of the season, but you got to look at the facts. Um, and then we have, before we move into our believe it or not or panic or not segment, we have a question from Joey Kimmon in Indian Trail, North Carolina. Um, he has both these players on his team, Debo Samuel and AJ Brown. He's wondering should you sell high on Debo? Do you think you should go out and buy low on AJ Brown? I mean, what do y'all think for the? Do you think Debo's gonna? We'll start with Debo first. I'm not trading him, even though you, his value probably is at its peak right now. I think he's gonna continue. Um, I mean, obviously, depending on what you're what you're getting, if you can go out and somehow get a Tyreek Hill for him, then yeah, of course. But mm-hmm. most likely, you're not going to upgrade very much uh, um, from what he's going to give you week in and week out, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm there. I'm definitely, and I even at, of course, we're, he's probably not going to get Hill. And I don't even know if I'm trading for like another wide receiver around his. Yeah, what's area. the point? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, now a running back number two, a steady running back number two, and you got some good wide receivers. Then yes, but I'm definitely not thinking about trading wide receiver for wide receiver because he has big upside. We've yeah, seen it. I agree. So if you're running back needy, so let me give you a couple. Would you trade Debo for Daryl Henderson? No. Would you trade Debo for Chris Carson? No. Would you trade Debo for Clyde? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, so it's Cl- here Clyde, Clyde. Clyde and Henderson, I would definitely think about. I, I'm not filling the Carson for him. Okay. All right. Just want to see where you're at. So now moving on to A.J. Brown. Uh, I would buy low, personally. I mean, he got hurt in week three, middle of the game. Before that, week one and week two, he had nine targets and eight targets. And then he had three targets and got hurt week three, but... I would buy low just because the volume is there. They need A.J. Brown. They need Julio Jones. So I think it's going to be better than worse throughout the year. 100%. I am. If I can buy, if some sucker is going to give him to me low, I'm doing it. I'm not worried about A.J. Brown at all. He got hurt. He'll be back pretty soon. He's going to be fine. If you can get him low, get him. Yep, agreed. When those games get cold and they have to run with Henry and then you got AJ Brown, he isn't much easier to tackle. Mm-hmm. Those those cold games, those are his, they they can pop off in those games. That's where the Titans succeed. Yes. Is the cold games yeah. for sure. All right, yeah, I would buy low and I I think honestly with Debo, I would I would keep him as well. Dan is trying to snag Debo actually from my dynasty team. And he gave me a very, very that, good offer. That's how much I believe in him. I know he's at his peak, and I'm still <laughs> trying to get him. I gave He gave me a very awesome offer, but I just I couldn't do it. I can't yeah, get we'll still talk. All right. Well, let's move on to the Believe It or Not segment. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, back-to-back 100-yard games. Um, I, I think it's almost his ceiling is what he's doing now. But week one, over 80% of snaps. And then down to this week, 52% of snaps, but he's producing better. So, I mean, he's just being more efficient. He had over seven yards per carry um, this week. But I, I, I believe it. I believe that, like, putting in Daryl Williams more and giving him more, like, more tu- more valuable touches, I guess you could say, he's scoring more. So I, I believe in it. I'm a believer. All right. Well, I kind of don't believe. And okay. it has nothing to do with him. I, I think he's got the talent to be a number one fantasy running back. But I want to see him be more involved than he has been over the last two games. I mean, he's been involved in the last two games. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's going to continue because Andy Reid at times seems to forget that he has a running back on the field. And we've seen it time and time again. And I could see Clyde disappearing for two, three games. Um, don't take this wrong. I'm not saying drop. I'm not saying bench him. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of – downtrended a little bit over the next few weeks or you know maybe he'll have another big game and then I think he's going to downtrend at some point for a couple weeks okay yeah I mean it's, it was good to see his touchdowns the past two weeks so that's always a good sign and if he keeps finding the end zone then he's going to be just fine but yeah um he's he's right there in that you know running back two range the lower end still mm-hmm. when he was having those rough games I didn't want to bump him out of the running back two but after these two weeks, I'm also not willing to bump him up to number one either. So, yeah. So, y'all would take Gibson over Clyde? Yeah. Yes. Would you trade Clyde and Debo for, like, a Dalvin Cook? No, that's too much. 
Too much? Even for Cook, that's too much. Clyde and Debo for McCaffrey? <laughs> I, I would do either one. I don't know. It's it's that's kind of a lot for one player. Yeah. Right. Just wonder if you if you know going off Clyde's good games here, they're seeing that he's put over twenty points the last two weeks. If you would upgrade, I do to think that. it is. A, I'll agree. I do think it's a good time to trade Clyde. I think he's got a really high value right now, higher than it should be. All right, um, Dalton Schultz. We had I think we had him as our only waiver wire ad last week, um, but I am a believer. And I, I'm going to talk more in depth about him later, but I, I'm a believer in Schultz. Yeah, for a tight end, I'm definitely a believer because you got to take what you get, and he's been plenty involved to be a good starting tight end, so I'm a believer. Okay. All right, I'm going to be the, uh, the Debbie Downer here because I'm not a believer, um, at least not yet. Um, I've, I've seen this movie before. The team's tight end, who's the number four option on the team, you know, he reels off a few good games in a row, and then they go back into the witness protection program. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen maybe completely for him. I think he'll have some involvement, but not to the extent he's got in the last two weeks. CD is not going to disappear very often like he did this week. And th- there's just a lot of they're, – they're running the ball a lot more. So Schultz has been pretty efficient. I don't know if that's going to continue. I don't know if he's even going to have the opportunities like he's had. I, I, I think the game scripts kind of dictated where, that even though they were running well, they were they were uh, throwing a lot of like shorter passes, quicker passes, mm-hmm. and Schultz was the beneficiary. So I'm not I'm not a believer yet. All right, uh, Saquon, Dan, you're you're you got the arrow up on Saquon, and I'm with you. We like you said earlier. We said with the injury coming in. And the first couple of games, it was going to be rough, but we told you guys to buy low if you could, and he will be more than fine from here on out. Yeah, now that he's getting 20 touches, definitely a believer. Mm-hmm. He has that safe floor again because he's getting, you know, a couple catches and then ton of rushes. And I, I, I peaked the schedule. He has one or two. I know Tampa Bay, even though they haven't been that good against the run this year, but Tampa Bay and one other somewhat tough matchup. But besides that, he has a pretty cake schedule, so it's looking good for him. Okay. Yeah, and everyone who was drafted in the you know top to the middle of the first round and passed on him this summer, they're all kicking themselves right now. Me included. I was one one that passed on him. So you know everyone who who was in the back of the draft and you know got him at nine, ten, eleven, absolute steal. He's going to be a monster. Yep, I agree. Sorry, real quick, you taking Jonathan Taylor or Barkley at this point? Oof. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna take Barkley now. Barkley. If if we if we took a draft from today, I'll sorry. take I'll take Barkley. Because I was one of the guys sneaking above him that probably. That's who have. I took. Yeah. That's exactly who oh, I took. Okay. Yeah, the pick before Barkley went, I had a choice between two. I think Eckler snuck above Barkley this year. You think you're taking Eckler? That yeah, that offense is a really high power. Herbert is so good. As long as he stays yeah. healthy, every time he gets hit, yeah, hit, he limps off the field. So. Mm-hmm. All right, and two more here, guys. AJ Green. I mean, six targets consistently throughout four weeks, uh, every single game. I, I think he's the number two on this team. He's going to get targets. He has air yards. They're not all at the line of scrimmage. So I think he's a, a okay flex play if you need someone. Yeah, I think I agree. I, he's definitely asserted himself as the number two here on, the, on that team. Um, I definitely believe in him, especially fantasy-wise. I think he can be a very productive flex and definitely in a bye week fill-in. If you have him as a number four and you can throw him in on a bye week, you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wrote not a believer down. And, I mean, yeah, six targets. I, and that that's the funny thing you said, y'all both said that you think he has the number two spot. Just not so sure about him having the number two spot. I mean, they, they're throwing to the running backs a lot. And then um, Kirk and... Rondell. Yeah, more. They're they're both explosive players, so they might they easily can gain a spot. So I'm just yeah. yes, by week filler I do agree. I'm just not putting him in the flex yet. I'm not happy with if someone if my opponent has him, I'm like AJ Green, who cares? Or if you know, I have him like I'm hoping for five for sixty and hopefully he gets in the end zone. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean he's not my top choice as a flex, but if I was you know, if that's Especially with injuries or something like that, and I could throw him in there. You know, you don't you don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but you want a piece of these high powered offense mm-hmm. like the Cardinals, yeah. the Bills. I mean, you, you want these guys, Chiefs. So, uh, but lastly, Van Jefferson. 
uh, wide receiver for the Rams, if you do not know. Uh, he had six targets the last two weeks. I personally don't believe it. I think there's too many options. Um, Woods is out snapping him and getting more targets, so I don't care too much for him. I think he's a desperate flex play. Yeah, Above me. Deshaun Jackson, though. Yo, definitely. <laughs> Don't get me started on Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I look at him as the kind of like what I said about Dalton Schultz on Dallas. Like, yeah. you've seen it before. They're, you know, they, every once in a while, these number four options are going to have a game here and there. I'm definitely not a believer, not consistently that he's going to do anything near what he's been doing. Okay. Robert Woods makes it a little different, but AJ, I kind of compare AJ Green and. Um, Van Jefferson, because I, 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 six targets a game, you know, <laughs> and fighting for that number two or three, four. So I know Woods is there, but he's not getting much love either mm-hmm. till this week. So uh, I'm not a believer in Van Jefferson yep. either. All right. So that was it for the believe it or not. Let's go ahead and move on to the panic or not. Chris Carson, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. All right. Well, I'm not panicking on him. This was his first dud game of the year. Um, I know he hasn't had that really like awesome like breakout thirty point game, and he's probably not going to. He's, he's not gonna. Yeah, but <laughs> saw eleven, fifteen, and fifteen in the first three weeks. You know, and we actually talked about this in our preseason rankings. He's he's a twelve point floor. He's gonna get that almost every week. He's gonna plot along. He's gonna consistently get you points. I don't think there's anything to worry about. He's gonna be just fine. I'm no panic at all. Yeah, I wouldn't worry much either. I I was actually researching like what happened. Why did Alex Alex Collins in the game so much? But it was a short week. They played this Thursday against the Rams, um, and they didn't really need him in the, the fourth quarter. They they pretty much already won the game. They took him out. Alex Collins did fine. He ran ten for forty four. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like you said, other than this past week, he had consistent running back two numbers, which is what he is. So, I do, moving forward, I do want to see Collins' involvement, though, if it was for some reason, injury, I, I'm not sure. Well, as far as the Collins' involvement, got a little headline saying that it's not going to increase or anything like that. So, that that kind of answers, um, he shouldn't get too much of a workload, but... Yeah, Collins hasn't, I mean, Carson hasn't been impressive at all. He's finished as a 16 one week, and that was the highest he got. Um, And then, of course, you know, the 11 and 15, I guess the 15 ended up being 20 or 22. But uh, I just, I'm not feeling great. And I, like you said, Collins did have a good week. So Mm. I do want to, even though the coach said it, I want to see it. And so I'm I'm fading him a little bit. I do want to see what happens Thursday with the usage. I'm not sure why. I don't know if they had already won the game and they were like, all right, you're going to rest. But we'll see Thursday. Um, Damian Harris. I am a little worried. I know Dan is with his face, but just a little. His his no, I'm worried. Uh, his snaps went down. His touches have went down tremendously. Tremendously. It looks like Brandon Bolden did in fact insert himself in that James White's that James White role. And, I mean, like I said, Houston and Jets the next two weeks, so hopefully more good than bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a full-on panic right now. Like, you know, I, I, I know the game plan last week. You know, they're playing Tampa Bay. They probably knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they just were just chucking it all over. So that doesn't concern me too much. But what's super concerning, and we already touched on this, 10 carries over the last two games, 10 yards, very, very low production, very producing very low points or mm-hmm. any you know stats yards per carry yard, yeah not nothing yeah. you know so I mean I'm straight up panicking so I need to see his touches increase back to 15 or 20 to feel good he had 40 touches over the first two games mm-hmm. you know and then all then the last two you know was it from fumbling. Yeah. It, it could be, and, and I and I think I brought this up last week too. Um, Belichick Belichick is not happy with his pass protection. I think. Oh that, yeah, you did. That yeah. has more. I think that has the most to do with it. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm not panicking, and and <laughs> one of the reasons seeing Houston and Jets, you're you're definitely still playing them against the weaker matchups, and I guess on that point is throughout the year when Patriots do play a team they're going to be able to run against or you know be in the game maybe even be favored in the game those are going to be the games he takes advantage of and does good now yes the tough matchups I do think we're going to see this like very often but so good matchups feel good about playing him because they will they will run him 
The bad matchups, though, you see his uh, floor, and that's most likely a good possibility when they do play. I, I do wonder because I, I know the Bucks, their defense is their running defense is superb, but I mean they were still in the game. So, like I said, yeah. I was at the wedding, so I don't know if you guys know a little bit more. But as far as the backfield, if you guys were watching the game, what did you guys see? Like who was getting the ball the most? I know Brandon Bolden had like six catches for something. It, but it, it was it was a mixture. It wasn't even it, and Harris was in a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. trust weren't me, I watched. Them, they though. just weren't giving him the ball. You know, they just weren't and. They, 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 I don't, I gotta look at the stats again, but to me, it seemed like they threw like 80, 75% of the snaps. Yeah, they like, throw a lot. they were just, Mac Jones was just throwing every, every play. The offense did look pretty stale, though, to be honest. But it wasn't like other running backs were getting the carries. No, okay. yeah, there was no, no so running back. That was their much. game plan. We're not running yeah. the ball, we're gonna right. throw it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, AJ Brown, uh, we just talked about him, but. Um, like I said, obviously he was hurt. He got hurt week three, but about the targets eight and nine week two. Um, I I'm I'm fine with AJ. I'm not panicking on him. Yep, I'm not panicking as long as he gets healthy. You're good. And until he does get healthy, I think Julio is a little closer to playing. So if yeah, he is. if AJ is ever out, Julio is gonna step up. He's gonna be a good play every time AJ's out. Mm-hmm. If he's active, put him in your lineup. Yes, I agree. Yeah. No, no worry. And then last one we have here, C.D. Lamb. Um, the reason I have him on here is because um, week one, weeks one and two, he had 15 and nine targets. Week two and three, um, he had three and five. So I just I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're just going to more of a run game or if I'm just panicking myself. That was that's part of it. They definitely are going. They definitely ran the heck out of the ball. But, I mean, I, it looks like Cooper's the steady guy, and then CD's going to be the big play upside guy. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, it is. Pump the brakes on the panic. <laughs> he's going to come out one of these weeks, maybe not this week, or it might be the next week. He's going to come out. He's going to have a 25, 30-point game, and everyone's going to forget that they were panicking. All Just right. move on. Put him in your lineup and move on. Thanks, Dan. You made me feel better. All right, um, well, let's get into – the waiver wire what everyone's been waiting for i have all three of our guys we all picked a guy put one in here so i'm gonna i have the percentages we're just gonna rank them who we think we like the best right. and just go from there um but first we have taylor heineke um 15 owned the next three games they they play the saints they play the chiefs packers um so they could be in some shootouts which i like to see the washington defense hasn't been great and he's not afraid to throw the ball he was actually my sleeper last week um, hoped you put him in if you needed to, but um, he hasn't had a, a game under 25 fantasy points except for week one when he came in, so why not? Yeah, I got a lot of the same notes you do. He's, he was a QB 11, QB 12, QB 7 the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that. those are QB 1 numbers. He has seven touchdowns. He only has two interceptions. And like you said, Washington defense hasn't been playing good, so there's been good game scripts. He's had a throw to stay in in. To stay in the games, he's got the Saints coming up. They just got shredded by Daniel Jones. I like Heineke, Heineke a lot this week. If you have a QB problem, you have an injury, I know there's no bye weeks this week, but I definitely don't hate playing Heineke this week. Yeah, and the the Redskins are Curtis Samuel's coming back. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to be getting healthy. Logan Thomas was out, and he still perform or Heineke still performs. So let that offense get healthy. McLaurin looked like a beast last week. They're they're going to have some what he's going to have some weapons to throw it to all year long. And I did play Taylor Heineke in one of my DraftKings lineups. Mm-hmm. Dominated that game. <laughs> I, I Big will, winner. I will say I like the Chiefs and the Packers matchup more than the Saints because the Saints offense sucks. So I see more of a low-scoring game that game. But Chiefs and Packers, I see a shootout personally. Yeah, that's that's fair. I say it. I just think defenses will some somehow step up, and he won't even have to really do much. But I will see what happens. Cliff, you start us off here. Trey Lance, only 24% owned. Um, give us your take. Let's hear yeah. it. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it, but we got to see a glimpse of mm-hmm. what he's about. And, I mean, talking this week or this week coming up, week five, uh, he if Garoppolo doesn't play, I definitely think he's a stud to go play. Um, they play Arizona, so it should be a shootout. And he, he ended up being a top 15 QB or um He's going. He's this week. He's ranked a top uh, fifteen QB going against he them. Probably so. was a top 
10 or 11 last week in yeah. one half. So. And so, I mean, people, they're not sleeping on him. The rankings are showing it. And, I mean, against Arizona, I definitely think it. They do have a bye week, week six, though. So, uh, Jimmy G will get time to rest then. So, it might be a one-week type of deal. I think this is the best pickup. Maybe not to play now, but more of a Justin Fields situation. I think this is the best pickup out of the three. Um, I just think the upside is crazy, and you are taking a risk because you're probably going to have to, if Jimmy Garoppolo does come back, you're going to have to wait a little bit. But the upside is just immense, way more than more than Justin Fields, in my opinion. But I think this is the best pickup. Definitely Tra- this week for this week, too. I think. Trey Lance. Pump I'm going to say pump Dan. the brakes a little bit. Tell us, uh, Dan. He's, hey, you know, I mean, he came in, he looked okay, but, you know, I want to see him in a full game where, where the defense has – you know, a full week to prepare. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm not saying 30 that. points in one half. All right, so I want to see him. Yeah. I'd like to see him do it again. He does have a good matchup. You know, the game could be a shootout. So, they play Arizona, right? Yeah, so, okay. I mean, it's it's setting up good for him. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Arizona is, I mean, they, they actually don't know who's starting, but they are going to definitely game plan for both of them. Yeah, oh, Just 100%. in case. So. I just think season long, and I, we're, I mean, we're going to have this discussion year in and year out, me and you and Cliff, with these rookie QBs. But I just like the upside more. If if he's on your waiver wire, I think he's definitely worth a. a bit, I I a agree. He's spot. definitely worth a definitely worth a pickup, and I am rooting for him because I'm a Debo Samuel owner. So, hmm. all right. Um, and then lastly, I put on here Matt Ryan, thirty three percent owned, owned only for a one week rental. So don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a season long guy, but. Um, he plays the Jets next week, and he's coming off a 40-point game. If you need a guy to give you 25, go get Matt Ryan. That's it. Disagree. Let's hear it. Jet, the Jets just shut down Tannehill. I don't see any reason he, why he's He up. didn't have a receiver to throw to. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. His running back, who was McNichols, yeah, was he, had nine, he had the most targets and the most receivers. I yards. am just completely out of Matt Ryan. I want nothing to do with him. So I have him ranked number three on our list, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. I got Trey. I would say I got Trey Lance, Heineke, and Matt Ryan. He's my last. Matt Ryan. Is. Heineke, Lance, Ryan. Mine's just Lance, Heineke, Ryan, because I, if I use my waiver wire spot, that means I'm QB needy, and I'm going to play Lance this week. I think he's the best pick this week out of them. Okay. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the running backs. Uh, the first one here, Samaj P. Ryan, um, only 2% owned. We talked about Joe Mixon in the waiver wire, said he probably isn't going to play this week, so I want to hear your guys' take on Samaj yeah. If, if it's much. I, I just think that there must be a lot of leagues out there that are completely unlike ours because we all have our handcuffs. And, mm-hmm. like, P. Ryan is not even available in, in most of the leagues that I'm in. So I don't understand how he's only 2% owned. 2%. But, you know, with that said, I mean, if Mixon's out, I mean, he's definitely a start, especially if you were a Mixon owner. You just plug him right in. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely a good pickup, uh, especially if Mixon's going to be out any extended period of time. Anytime you can get a starting running back and get him in your lineup, not any time, but most of the time or a lot of the times, yeah, you, you go out and do it. You go get him if you can. Yeah, he's definitely going to be the workhorse there. There's not anyone competing with him. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, uh, Mixon for 10 of the games last year was uh day-to-day or what whatever he is this week yeah all 10 of them he did not play so mm-hmm. yeah i mean he has a history of doing this and p ryan could be a season long or half a season fill in and oh to mention the two percent thing some people aren't fortunate enough to have 12 members on their you know rock or their yeah. league that's why i tell them so, every week so it's a bunch of eight man teams so like they're Benches. No, I get that, but yeah. still, two seems yeah. very oh, that low. Is, that's about you know. as low as you can go. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I mean, would you guys use uh, you, like if you were top priority, would you use it on him if you needed a running back? I know I, we're going to talk about a couple more guys here. I would put someone else we're going to talk about ahead of him. Okay, but yeah. if that guy's not there and he was the one out of this group, would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a starting running back. If he, yeah, starting running back, I'm taking him. Even yeah. with the chance that Joe Mixon might play? He might play. It's probably not, but he might. I'm going to I'm going to 
I think he's not going to play, and so I could end up being wrong, but I'm going to do it. And, and even if even if I don't personally play, I'm going to keep him from someone, especially keep him from my opponent. Okay. I'm not going to give him a starting running back. Yeah, don't let me see Mixon. I'm going against Mixon this week. I'm definitely <laughs> using that spot. Okay. Um, and then Damian Williams, probably the number one uh, waiver wire priority this week, and this is the guy we're probably going to take over Samaj if he's yes. there. Um, only 15% owned right now. We should see that number jump like it did for Chuba. Um, but he's going to be the workhorse back. I mean, he went 8 for 55 and a touchdown last week, so uh, we know he's capable. He can be efficient, and he should be the number one priority. Yeah, we know he's capable because if you think back to the 2018 season when he was on Kansas City, he played the last six, seven games a complete and unbelievable monster. He won people championship games. So when he's got the opportunity, he can do it. Uh, he averaged seven yards a carry last week. He scored. I, I see that. I'm, I don't think he's got to average seven for a whole game, but I, I see the production there. I mean, if you're in a fab league, I'm, I'm talking 80%. You're going to get four or five weeks out of him. I'm using 80% of my fab on him. Oh, I would too. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the, talking about opportunity, I love guys that are the pass-catching back and then the their, their workhorse like Montgomery, the guy who totes the ball, gets injured so now they catch a ton of passes already but now they're getting 15 carries also those guys end up just being straight beast the only the only thing i'll say about and i do agree that the only thing i'll say about that though is cohen is coming back pretty soon so he might go he might take over the pass catching role i didn't know how maybe maybe not just just throwing it out there it's possible I don't have confidence in him anymore, but it is possible, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was the pass-catching back before. So, yeah, like you said, Cliff, I mean, he has the both the tools. So, um, this is well, – let, let me one more question. Sure, Montgomery was averaging 18-and-a-half uh, carries a game. Do you think you think he's going to uh, – Williams is going to get the same I think volume? he'll get at least 15 touches. Yeah, I'm 14 range, 14. Okay. But I think he could, especially catching I, the ball. I, I think he's going to get – I think he could get 20 cut touches yeah, counting yeah. his receptions. Yes, yeah. I do too. Okay. Um, Daryl Williams, running back for the Chiefs. I have him on here. Um, I know Clyde's not hurt. Um, I said earlier Clyde's snaps are going down, and that's thanks to Williams. I mean, he Williams played over 40% of snaps. I think the Chiefs almost want to go to a 1-2 backfield. Um, if, and if you're in a pinch, I think it's a flex running back three play, in my opinion. Yeah, and if you're a Clyde owner, you definitely kind of got to use one. Eventually, I don't know how high you are up on the waiver wire, but... I think you get them yeah, this week. Yeah, you, you kind of have to. Yeah. I mean, and Daryl's making that the case. So, yep, de- definitely someone to watch for. Yeah, I mean, it's someone definitely the target. I think he's probably the, the lowest of the three we've talked about. But, yeah, I mean. I think more so if you're a Clyde owner. If you're a Clyde owner, I I think you should have already had him. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if it's an eight-man league, you know how that goes. But, I, yeah, I mean, that's one of the more most valuable offenses. And you, you need to get him on your team, especially if you're the Clyde owner. But fab-wise, if you're not the, Cl- the Clyde owner, like 15, 20, I'm not. Person. I won't even go that high because only because you're kind. I, he doesn't have enough production opportunity to me to merit spending much on him. So what if you see he? Like I said, he had forty percent of snaps this week. What if he continues forty five percent of snaps? I mean, I mean, I might throw a couple bucks on him. I just think there's going to be somebody else out there that's going to be willing to to spend more. I mean, now obviously if Clyde got hurt, but he's not. So yeah. okay. All right, and then I, I'm going to take this guy off because of what we talked about today. I did have Alex Collins, but 1% own. Um, like we said, we don't know if it was injury or holdout, hold out, and I, what I read online. So I'm going to throw Alex Collins out the window if that's cool with you. But if ranking these three running backs, Samaj P. Ryan, Damian Williams, and Daryl Williams, Damian first, yes. Daryl second, I meant Samaj second, yeah. Daryl Williams third. Right, yep. Okay, we're good on that. And then let's jump into the receivers. Cliff, kick us off on Randall Cobb, only 15% owned. Yeah, and it's going to become a common theme for waiver wires. They're all going to be kind of fill-ins for their guy just getting hurt in front of them. And MVS just went down, so Cobb stepped up, and he stepped up for real because he scored two touchdowns. Aaron brought him in on the offseason. You know they like each other, Mm -hmm. and it just looks good. I think he's going to take more advantage than um, MVS did as the number two wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. So 
yeah, I, I think he's definitely a waiver wire pickup. I think he's the number two on this team now. I actually did not know Valdez Cantling got hurt, but um, yeah, I mean he Rogers wanted him to come over, like you said. I'm not. We're not going to say he's going to get two touchdowns a game, but I think he. I I personally think and I believe he's the number two on the Packers team. Yeah, and MVS went to IR, so it's okay. not a short one either. Wow. All right. Yeah, since he went down, I I like it. He's he's going to continue to get targets. So. Cool. All right. Hunter Renfro, only 16% owned. We had him on here last week. Um, but, Dan, uh, what? it was your guy, so I want to hear what you got. I just think he's turning into Carr's go-to guy. You know, We all know that Carr would throw the ball to Waller every single play if he could, <laughs> but he just can't. So it, it just seems like every big third-down play or any like big play in the game, especially this past week, he was looking right for Renfro. And he's got at least five receptions in every game. He scored in the last two games. You know, he's definitely someone I'm targeting. Um, definitely, definitely for a bye week fill in. And did you see that play he made on the fake punt? That was yes. an oh, incredible mm-hmm. play. He he was the punt returner, yeah. and there was no guy covering him, so he he started to... running in bef- as the ball was being snapped. He didn't wait for for the punter to start to throw the ball. Like, yeah, he awesome. he saw it. He saw it was coming. That's that was an impressive play. That yeah. was a good play. Um, that's why they like him because he's got heart. And I mean, yeah, I, like we said, I, I think he's. Definitely more of a PPR ad, but half PPR, I wouldn't mind him either. Don't bank on the touchdowns, really. But like I said, I think he's a Cole Beasley that can score touchdowns last week, and I'm going to say it again. I do like the Cole Beasley comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had a friend ask me because Josh Jacobs was kind of banged up, game time decision. He was like, Josh Jacobs or Hunter Renfro? Hunter ended up scoring that game, so uh, we we both thought Jacobs if he was going to be healthy. It's kind of hard to say Jacobs yeah. as yeah. he's playing, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't blame that call. I don't either. And I'm gonna bring this guy up again, Darnell Mooney. He is more owned than these other two guys, 46%. But like I said with Robinson, Mooney is stepping up. Seven targets this week went five for 125, and like I said, he's getting the majority of the targets, the snaps. Um, the yards, the touchdowns, so if he's out there, go out and get him. That's yeah. all I got for you. I'm trying to think of the rankings right now. Uh, it, it's a tough one. I, I, I'm just that, I, I kind of feel like that, that offense is kind of stale. So, I don't know. I'm not all that I'm not all that high on him, to be honest. He's. I think he. I have him as the third of our until we got out there. I got, I what do you so. have? You have third? That's the only one I know, though. Yeah, I, I got Cobb, Renfro. Okay, I'm going to say him. honorable mention to, and y'all don't have to rank him, but Jameson Crowder, I want to throw him out there. If he's still out there, I don't know the percent owned, but especially PPR, he would be my number one out he, of these Yeah, four. he probably is out, and I don't know it either because I didn't look him up, but he's he, it's probably pretty uh, low. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I would rank Mooney, Renfro, and Cobb. That would be my ranks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I'm having a tough time between Cobb and Renfro, but probably Cobb, Renfro, Mooney. All right. Um, so, actually, y'all, we're going to talk about Dalton Schultz um, as one of the ads right now. Dan, kick us off while you're speaking. I'm going to find the percentage Jamison Crowder is owned in. All right. So, for tight ends, I'm going Jared Cook, and we've talked to I've talked to him about it a few weeks ago. And he is up to 50% roster now, and... I, I don't expect him to light the world on fire, but he's a tight end. Tight ends are such a weak position, so he should be more owned than he is. You know, Would you rather have Cook or Robert Tanyan right now? Cook, 100%. Tanyan is 80% rostered. Yeah. To me, that's just not right. I mean, I would much, like you said, I'd much rather have Cook over Tanyan. So it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I know he only has one TD on the year, but he had two of them called back. He has four red zone targets through four weeks. That might not sound like a lot, but if you put it in perspective, Mark Andrews has three, Dalton Schultz has three, Travis Kelsey has three, and Hawkinson has five, and Cook has four. Mm-hmm. So he's ahead of four, three of those wow. four guys on there. If you put in so he is a red zone target as far as tight ends go. Yeah, I love him. Dude, he last was it last or? Last game, I, I was getting him and Mike Williams mixed up. He looked good out there. He, yeah. he looks athletic. He did yeah. look spry. Yeah. You said Day, uh, Derek Carr was going to Renfro on third down. He was going – Herbert was going yeah. to Cook Oh, on yeah, he was. Third down. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, three out of four weeks, at least five targets. That's what you need to see from a tight end. And especially with all the weapons he has, I'm surprised he's given him that much. But um, 
Jameson Crowder, by the way, 19% owned. Wow, so yeah, go get him. If he's out there, go get him. Um, Dalton Schultz, he was on here last week, and we're going to say him again. 30% rostered. Well, at least me and Cliff are going to say him again. Dan <laughs> isn't in love with him. But, I mean, he's the number four uh, tight end now at the position in, half P- or in PPR. So three out of the four games, he's had six targets or more. Um, he's sustaining the volume. So just like Jared Cook, you know, he's got one target ahead of him per game. So that's why I like Schultz for the consistency. Yeah, five, five six targets is plenty for um, the plays they've been designing for him at yeah. least. My tight end is not going to compare to yours, and I'm not going to, you know, waste a waiver wire, but I do think he's a pickup if you have a Gronk injury or any other guy that you, you know, aren't loving. But it's Cameron Bray. And it's going against Miami, who they haven't been doing well against the tight ends. But I, I last week, yes, he didn't get a ton. He did drop a TD, though. So that would have made his stats look a lot better with that one uh, touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's, he's getting the – Gronk's going to rest for a while, I think. And Cameron Brake can fill in for him. Okay. Yeah, by the way, only 8% owned. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it. Personally, I would take the other two guys over him. Oh, yeah. Um, but – yeah. Yeah, if you need one and no one else is available, I don't hate it. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the other two over him too. And it's not that I'm I, – I would definitely roster Schultz, even though I said I don't really believe in him, you know, every week. But he's a tight end. He's producing. He has been. So, I mean, with such a weak position – got to yeah, look at the facts, yeah. Dan. Yeah. You can't hate on him forever. You I, just got to look at the numbers. I, I'm not hating on him. So, would you rank Schultz or Cook? first when when dan said cook and was doing his spiel i was like oh well, this is the number one tight end but dang schultz is good too. i i i trust that cook is going to be more consistent i would go with cook i would go schultz then cook but i, I don't think you're I, it's I close think they're both yeah. on good offenses yeah. i mean they're gonna get five six targets it's the tight ends so yeah yeah cliff gosh they're neck and neck since we you know talked about schultz last week i I'm going to say he's more percent on. So this week I'm going to go Cook. He's probably out there for more of you guys. And, yeah, Cook. All right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Is that all we have? Or y'all, y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy? No. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow on Thursday for our start sits. and Studs and duds. Studs and duds. I'm going to keep forgetting that. Studs and duds. And I did have a suggestion from someone that we should change that. Too many people use studs and duds. I just don't know what to change it to. So. Well, if you have suggestions, throw them out there. We'll put on something. But It's um, my favorite episode. We've been absolutely killing it if you've been paying attention. We, we've we done some nice little starts, sits, duds, studs, sleepers. So mm-hmm. It's been fun. Well, we're excited for that, so we'll get that to you tomorrow. If you have any questions... Um, throw them to the Twitter. We'll be more than happy to answer them on the uh, on the podcast, and that is at Die Hard Podcast. Um, Dan is smiling, congratulating me. But uh, tune in tomorrow for those starts and sits and sleepers and studs and duds and all the above. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.